All right, Acres of Diamonds audience, welcome back. I'm here with DJ Ligori and I am Scott Gibbs. We are co-founders of Acres of Diamonds and we are joined today by esteemed guest, Jamie Cuccinelli. Jamie, yeah, very nice, very nice, Jamie. We're gonna give you, let Jamie give you some of his background, but uh, quick, quick lead in a quick story. So Jamie and I were uh, texting back and forth about Acres of Diamonds a little bit and, and Jamie said, boy, I." I'm interested in uh, learning more about it. And if you ever need a guest, I'd be happy to come on as a guest and, and talk to you about some of my experiences and some of the things I'm going through today um, on a personal and professional development track. And I said, great, love to have you sooner rather than later. And then I called DJ and told DJ I was having this guy on and never really told him his name until this morning. And then I said, uh, yeah, so Jamie Cuccinelli's coming. I said, Jamie Cooch said, Jamie Cooch is coming on. He said, I've known him my whole life. So I had no idea that these two knew each other, but uh, Jamie is good friends with DJ's dad and has seen DJ grow up from a little, little man running around in his diapers to uh, the, the big man he is running around in his diapers. And, uh, <laughs> still running around him. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, still running around. Sure, and right. uh, Lucky, lucky to have them both. So welcome, DJ, and welcome, Jamie, especially. All right. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much. What? Yes, Glad it, was, to have it, was a, it was a good, it was a very good lead-in uh, when you said, yeah, we got the uh, the owner of Avid Golf coming on today. And I and I said, oh, nice. That sounds sounds really cool. And you said, and I said, what's his name? He said, Jamie Cuccinelli. I go, well, I've heard of that guy before. I've known him, known him practically my whole life. Uh, off camera, I'll say this for the audience. When I was little, um, so Jamie was the singer of the, the, he was the lead vocalist of the band that him and my father played in. And they, it was, even Steven was the name of the band, right? Yeah. Yeah. Even Steven. And I remember going to the band practices as probably a six or seven year old, probably wearing headphones in the corner and just watching the guys go to town for three, four hours. And then, you know, I probably heard some, some words and stuff that I shouldn't have heard at that age, but Hey, I, I loved every second of it. It was, we, it was awesome. We never swore. We, we only <laughs> prayed at those people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they were all very nice, very kind. Most of the singing was Steve Benz, but I did sing a little bit and play guitar too. So Steve, yeah, Steve is the real talent. But yeah, he, yeah, I, re I remembered that it was it was Steve, it was Jamie, it was uh, there was a gear in there too, wasn't there? John yep, John, John Gear. Yeah, yep. that was awesome. So J Jamie, you sing and you play guitar as well. Yes, sir. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. So you've you, and you've played you've played at Ridgemont before. Yeah, I, I mean I've had an instrument in my hand since I was a little kid. I never very good at it, but it's, it's an outlet. It's a way I, some people, uh, yoga and meditate. And for me, the music really helps inspire me, helps me kind of unwind at night. So that's my outlet. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah that's uh, I'm always humbled by the people that have that type of talent, like, uh, musicians, singers. I, I, I really, wish I had that type of talent and skill and I don't. And then DJ, DJ is also very artistic and I'm always humbled by the people we get on here and the, the, the various talents they have. And yeah. man, right. good for you. Um, so one of the, one of the reasons we were excited to have you on here, Jamie, is DJ and I talk a lot about, um, you know, uncovering greatness in others. And we, we can remember, 
both of us could name five people in our lives that saw greatness within, a, within us, um, you know, maybe before we did. And, you know, something you said to us off camera was, that's what you want to do. You want to help people find, your passion about helping people find their passions. And we, we happen to be very much aligned to that. Um, and additionally, you, you said something as you're describing your current state, you know, you just turned 50, you're going through some changes. Uh, sounds like mostly professionally, but that involves some personal development, I'm sure. Um, but DJ and I talk a lot about how it's interesting. The people we talk to seem not to spend a lot of time working on their lives. They work in their lives, right? So they're constantly running 100 miles an hour. And when DJ actually gets them to slow down and join the Acres of Diamonds teaching and coaching program, they have epiphanies. And the reason they have epiphanies is because he, he slows them down for an hour a week for six weeks straight and makes them think about their lives. Is that, is that what happens, DJ? That is, that's a pretty good way to define it. I love the way you, you kind of said that. And I think you're right because I think we live in such a fast-paced world and we're always trying to make so much progress, maybe faster than we necessarily need to. And at times we might miss um, – simple passions or, or memories or certain mindsets or things about ourselves that can really define who we are and can really help us. And I think a lot of the times when we, when I am fortunate enough to sit down with people and ask them, you know, questions like th that we had talked off camera, you know, what do you really want? What is something you really want? Like I had a great conversation with, with my dad uh, a couple of days ago and he said, yeah, I, I thought I really wanted to be, a Dallas Cowboy football player when I was young. He goes, then I realized everything that needed to be done in order for me to get to that point. You know, you can say, yeah, I really want to be a millionaire or a billionaire, but do you really want to work at it to get that goal? Um, so that's really uh, some of the, uh, you know, to, to break down the, that simple question. And, um, and that's really what we do in, in those couple hours is, you know, simple, simple things like that, that they might not have necessarily ever thought about and slowing things down a little. Yeah. So Jamie, 50 brought you some pause, brought you to a point, I think you used the word epiphany. That, so did you slow down? Talk to us, talk us through that a bit. And not so much slow down as I uh, had 30 years of, of working in an industry. Um, in the manufacturing world, and won't bore you with the details of that, but um, always have been an entrepreneur in myself and trying to improve every day and kind of working at just like I'm sure I assume most people are, whether you're reading books and, and, and working at getting better. But at this at 50, had a life-changing kind of uh, epiphany where leaving, leaving that industry, starting my own firm, uh, my own consulting business. And part of that came out of me kind of just formulating that, that mission statement of my own, of which is uh, my passion is helping others find their passion. So it's helped me start a new business, helped me get into another industry. I'm working now at uh, Ridgemont Country Club, and I have uh, my own uh, golf, indoor golf facility. 
which is helping train and coach others to play golf, by the way. I don't, I'm not a teacher. I'm a lousy golfer. Scott knows that. But I have a facility where other people can come and learn how to play golf and learn from good coaches. So that's good. As well as a gym and, uh, and helping people get in shape and just better themselves. Yeah. So you have, uh, you have a mini version of the Acres of Diamonds complex that we want to build someday. Maybe you just gave us a new idea. We never thought about having the golf simulators in there. Yeah, I didn't didn't work that into the budget. <laughs> now, now we now we might have to have golf simulators. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, is your mission statement actually that your pet your pet? My, my mission statement is to live life fully, honestly, compassionately, well, positively, by well, helping impact others in their lives. So, I I want to live my best life. But, but it's not about me. It's about doing that to help pull the best out of others. And specifically in my world, because I, I have uh, some, two wonderful kids, I want to help them. I have close friends and family. I, the people that surround me, I have a passion. I want to build them up. That's a great, that's a great point. About if, I, if I Go ahead, DJ. Sorry. No, just to, to Jamie's point, that's a great point about having really good people around you that inspires you to want to help other people in, in any way. You know, I, uh, I think that's a lot of the reason that we're both passionate about, you know, the helping other people find their passions is we're surrounded by really good people. And I think that's something that we might not necessarily think a lot about, but um, I think it's really important. So Jamie, do you, does your, your mission statement um, then apply how many businesses are you involved with right now? Uh, three. Three. So, so running, running Ridgemont Country Club, um, running uh, the avid indoor golf business, which has a gym and simulators. And then the third business is the, the consulting business, which is okay. both helping manufacturing companies and, and sales development. So I'm doing sales coaching uh, for businesses that need help in, in that regard. And, and talking to you guys and listening about, listening and learning a little bit about Aces of Diamonds just was intriguing. Like, this is kind of exactly the kind of thing I want to be doing in, in my consulting world for, for people. And maybe it isn't um, just for, it, maybe it's on a business level. Maybe it's on a, on a group level. I don't know where it's going to take me. But I'm intrigued by this, your whole concept here. So loving this. Awesome. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, so we'll have to talk offline about your consulting business because I, so I have a very similar, right. I have a very similar passion as you and, uh, mission statement is basically I want, I want to help others uncover their acres of diamonds. Right. And, uh, and similar again to how that, how I'm doing that is I coach CEOs. So I coach, uh, you know, 14 CEOs in Rochester. I'm trying to get that number up to 30. Um, but I also coach small businesses. And very specifically, I have uh, some interests that align well with your your consulting business that I think um, we, could, we could partner on. So that'd be, uh, and I, 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 if it, DJ, do you mind if I go over my two minute allotment here, maybe a second or two? Um, you know, I think, Jamie, one of the things we could do for America, 
is, and you, you already have specialty in it, is build entrepreneurs, right? I think big companies, big companies want to shed employees. They're not loyal to employees. They want to shed employees. They want to get smaller. Employees have to work. It's never been easier to start a business in the history of the world, but they're scared. They need help. Yeah. They need help figure it out. And as big companies shed employees, small one, two solopreneur, solopreneur, five person companies, right? They're going to, they're going to need to fill in the gaps and serve America. And I think that's one way we can get America back on track is with entrepreneurship. So I think you're, you're coming in at it at the right place, right time, and right mission statement. All right. It's awesome. Thank you. It's encouraging. Yeah. Um, it feels good. It's something that my, uh, also, I mean, I'm a spiritual person too. I had this uh, kind of weight on my shoulders, just this, this drawing of, uh, of time and energy, kind of like God tapping me on the shoulder saying, hey, it's, t it's, it's, it's time to start doing some things. And listening to, you know, listening to me <laughs> and getting out and share your, your gifts that I've given you and, and help others. That's awesome. Have you always been a spiritual person? Um, yes and no. Kind of grew up with in the, the Catholic school and, you know, been praying and doing all that good stuff. But it, it, it became stronger and stronger over some really tough experiences in my, in my life. And a lot of loss. DJ, what about you? Would you uh, the for as being a spiritual person? I would, yeah, uh, faith, faith, faith based, God based, spiritual. It's uh, it's interesting. After I uh, a couple months ago, I read a, a book called The Secret, and uh, that was essentially based around the ideas that thoughts become things. And there were a couple um, there were a couple connections to. Uh, to faith and to to God and and His powers and and the way that we are connected to Him and and uh, you know the universal law and, and all of these things and and it made me definitely uh, it made me much more aware of it and it made me want to become much more aware of it like it like you know every night I, I pray say uh, every morning I I wake up and I do this this gratitude training thing where you basically say thank you for five things that you have in, in your life. Um, I've actually made a couple of recordings of myself saying it so I can actually have it. If, um, if, you know, I, if I'm walking, if I'm going somewhere else, I can actually hear myself say, Hey, thank you for the good people you have in your life. Thank you for a strong mindset, whatever it may be. But yes, I would say my, my faith over the past, uh, probably the past three to four months has definitely increased much more to really wanting to actually believe that there is that higher power and that, you know, that we talked about God's consciousness I mean, we've experienced God's consciousness acts before. So I 100% believe in, you know, that higher power and that, uh, that faith aspect in, in everyone's life. Yeah, that's, uh, it's interesting. You know, Jamie, you said through, through some, uh, I can't remember the hardships that you mentioned. Um, you've come through your, your faith has come through stronger because of those things. And I, I, I was raised a man of science. I don't know if I was ever atheist, but I was for sure agnostic and um, very similar. The older I get, the more, uh, the more I believe. And I wa I've watched my mother um, become a very strong believer. 
and I've seen the strength that's given her. And I always used to think it was a weakness. Having faith was a weakness. And I've completely flipped that, completely flipped that and believe now, believing in something bigger than yourself, outside of yourself, that there is, uh, whether you call it God or energy, universal energy or infinite energy or infinite intelligence, there's all kinds, source, right? There's all kinds of different um, terms applied to this, this phenomenon. Um, but I'll tell you, if you can embrace it, whatever you want to call it, there's strength in it. Oh, yeah. And it's been, DJ and I do, we talk about it quite a bit. And um, very happy to be making this, this adjustment in my psychology, this adjustment in my mindset. It's how, how, have you, how have you found it to bring you strength, like uh, well, specifically? It's been a great journey for me to answer your question. There's been times where, and I'm sure other people, whether you're a person of faith or not, even if you have a person with faith, there's times where it, it's, you get beaten down and it's, and it's, and you're, you doubt and, and the like. But for me, that at some of my lowest points, I've had other people with passion and, and, and love come to me and open my eyes. And I think that's almost like God coming, working through them that helped me get back on track. And, and seeing that, it's like, DJ, it's like your bench press thing. You're not going to bench press 400 pounds just because you, you, you practice for 10 minutes. It's, it's something you keep working on every day. For me, it's that, been that way for spirituality, too. It just, it's an everyday conversation uh, with, with God, and it just keeps building and building. And I find myself becoming stronger as a person, happier. Um, love, being able to share that love is it's, it's an ongoing building journey for me. Well said. Very well said. Yeah, I think uh, the, the ability to get outside myself and truly, truly care about others as a matter of priority has been, um, you know, I still find, I still find it um, when I have down moods, if I reverse engineer, from the down mood to the source of why I'm in a down mood, it's typically because I'm being selfish instead of selfless. As soon as I get out of my own head and go and help somebody, I'm better. Yeah. Yep. But if I'm sitting there, you know, in a victim mindset and woe is me and blah, blah, blah you know, just having a pity party, I could stay that way for days. I mean, it used to be weeks, right? Um, now it's hours. Most times it's minutes where I say, okay, stop, go take action, go, go help somebody, go call somebody, go, you know what I mean? It's uh, it's kind of similar to what Jamie was saying before, you know, when an obstacle or something, you know, something beats you down, what do you do? You know, what do you do to, to beat it or figure it out? And I think that, you know, there is a level of faith that you need to have to say, all right, you know, God has given, God has put this in front of me for a reason. You know, there's, there's a reason that I'm, I'm struggling in this aspect. Am I supposed to be learning something? Am I supposed to be feeling at this? And you kind of can break down um, that obstacle or that adversity that, that you're facing and, and maybe, you know, let it, let it teach you something, you know, nothing like, nothing like failure. You know, we, uh, Jamie Scott and I have a, 
saying there's nothing like getting punched in the face. You know, <laughs> you, you learn a lot from, from getting punched in the face. And, you know, it's, it's a metaphorical term simply saying, you know, you learn a lot from, from failure and, and coming up short at, at times because then your, your plan gets readjusted. You make a mid-course correction um, to whatever that goal is. So um, I think that's, uh, I think that's in, you know, it can connect to faith in that aspect too of, you know, believing in that higher power to help you get over that obstacle, whatever it may be. Jamie, are you comfortable sharing some of the challenges that you've had that have, uh, that have, let's say, moved you into becoming a, a stronger man of faith and, um, and how it's helped, how it's helped you in, in life? Sure. I'll, I'll say my, uh, there was a time where, um, and I think everyone, especially, uh, you, Scott, were, you know, addiction and illness. And, and sickness really uh, bring you down and, and it's it's tremendous so I had a time where uh, addiction ruined my family ruined my marriage my um, um, my wife had some big problems and um, doing much better now but at the time it just killed my took the the, the wind out of me the faith out of me and I had uh, prayed about it and just literally worked you know i think if i go back and twiddled my thumbs and felt sorry it'd be a i wouldn't be here today um it i worked at learning starting to study the bible a little bit more starting to study r read those books uh, to, to improve myself and get out of that funk and i reached out to friends family i even um found someone who was pretty close that um, helped build me, build me up and pick me up at that time. And I kind of worked at it ever since. I mean, it's just been an ongoing, uh, that was a big turning point in my life. Just a couple people that at my lowest point and including the kind of the hand of God that just kind of have helped me take off. That's um, great. That was great. And then on down the road, I mean, I actually had, some other things and it wasn't just uh, uh the, the wife at the time i mean later on down the road my uh my own daughter was very uh punishing for my myself beat myself up what did i do wrong how you know and then kind of keep keep bench pressing so to speak mentally mm -hmm. and the homework to, to pull yourself out and, and surround yourself with good people uh, who love you to help get you out of that stuff. So, so. you know, it, it's funny the uh, the statement. You know, um, what did I do wrong? Um, I fight it all the time, and I've I've gone to therapy to to discuss some of this stuff, right? Because um, I'm naturally, I mean, one of the, one of the nuances of being a high performance person is you're naturally hard on yourself. Right, you don't you you don't become a high performing person letting yourself off off the hook for shit. Right, you hold yourself accountable to higher performance, one percent per day, and you, you know. Um, the downside of that is there's there can be a lot of ego in that, right? Um, so your ego shows up and says, "What could I have done differently? How could I have controlled that situation better?" Yeah. I mean, who are you? 
right? Who am I to think that I, that I could control anybody? Who am I to think that I have standing in that person's decision-making process, right? At the end of the day, we can provide guiding principles for each other, you know, that most people know right from wrong. The only thing they have 1%, 100% control over in their life is what they think and what they decide to do. Mm -hmm. You can't control that for me. I can't control that for you. We can't control it for our kids. And what I found is my ego wanted to control and, con you know, break me or convince me that I had some control that really isn't there. Yeah. You have been, you know, for sure. Let's not, we have influence, right? I'm, I'm happy to say both of you will have influenced me after, after today. But at the end of the day, I'm still going to make my choices. I'm still going to think what I want to think but I'm going to accept what I've learned from you two today and apply it. But it's my decision, not yours. And I'm fighting that ego all the time, right? With my raising my children or anybody I influence for that matter, you know, um, influence, Boy, but, uh, influence, but no control. That's a, it's a tough thing. And I agree with you. I've experienced the same feelings. And I found uh, there's, there's one little serenity prayer. It's like, God, grant me this. Actually, hang on, I got it right here. I look yeah, at read it, because that's a, it's a classic. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. That's profound. I mean, I, I keep it on my desk just to remind me of just that. You got to just learn to let go. And then yeah. you'll Yeah, learn, learning to let go is is a skill and a very, <laughs> very, diff, very difficult. Come on, those guys have egos, right? I mean, it is. <laughs> it is. It's not easy to to let go of because you're losing. You feel like you might be losing control if you're actually letting it go. But to your uh, to your point, Jamie, we actually last week we were um, uh, Scott and I we we do this challenge group on Facebook, and, and every two weeks we post a different mental and physical challenge for, for people to complete. And last week it dealed with um, actually our fears and dealing with the ideas that we had around our fears. And uh, one of the individuals who was in the group actually reached out to me and uh, we were talking about the fears that, that this person had in their life. And basically one of their greatest fears was, you know, what if this happens to me? What, what if I get this disease? What if I, I get, um, you know, the, these negative things happen to me? And simply put, I, I said, well, if you can't control them, then we can't, we literally can't do anything about them. You know, it's, it's kind of like that guy blowing the red light in front of you and then you honking your horn. You can't control his, his action to, to do that. You know, that was him. And then you just let that action affect you. Um, what you can do is not put on a honk on the horn and just realize, all right, I can control my actions right now. Um, but that, that conversation that I had with that individual, it, it helped me too, similar to, to what we're talking about now that, you know, these things will happen to us in our lives that we have completely no control over. And the only thing at that given point we do have control over is the next move and our attitude towards that situation. So, um, I think we all should try our best to, you know, the fear of the unknown or what if this happens to me, we can't let that hold us back from 
actually achieving something great or actually going out and doing something incredible. Um, you know, Scott and I have talked to this about this before. I really think that most people are extremely afraid of just how powerful they really can be. That's, uh, that's, I think, um, and there's the quote that, that we've said before, um, you know, we're not, I, I can't remember exactly what it is, but we're, I think the, the amount of power and the amount of accomplishment that we can all truly create is what almost can hold us back at, at times. Well said. Yeah. yeah. Grasshopper. <laughs> yeah, he's, 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 pretty, he's pretty good, isn't he, Jamie? Remember, he's just, just a few years ago, he's running around in his diapers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to even Steven. Yep. That's, yep. that's right. Listen to even Steven, probably the biggest fan. Oh, I probably was. Yeah, shout out to even Steven, wherever all the members are. Steve Benz, John Gear, Doug Liguori, Jamie Cooch. Wow, awesome. I remember it all. My dad still got everything hanging up. Well, downstairs. You'll, we're gonna try to convince him we'll play at the play out down to Lake sometime this summer when COVID stops, or maybe at Ridgemont we'll have you there. Yes, relive some memories. Laugh yeah. at you should get, yeah, you guys should get out to Marges. Yes, that would be so cool. Laugh all right, at all bring all the old guys. No, bring like all the guys out. Now. Act like hooligans. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Jamie, what 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 else would you like to? What other wisdom would you like to impart upon us that has uh, come into your awareness over the last few years? Uh, I tell you, having someone else tell me at my lowest point, and I'm not speaking uh, just just to myself. This helped me because it's easy to, to to say you're going to do something and and to to stew on this in your head. There was a time where I couldn't. I was it so low that I, I, I couldn't think to get, I couldn't get out of my own way. And I had someone say, go to the gym, because we're talking about mental stuff, right? Getting back to bench press. I had someone who I think saved my life told me, get your ass to the gym and you lift weights like a mother every day and just eat and keep working out and your mind's gonna, gonna follow. And that was a big turning point in my life because man, I'd lost. 25 pounds. I was uh, whittling away. I'm dying, and it was. Uh, I've felt like a million bucks ever since, and that was uh, close to 15 years ago now. But a big game changer for me. So I wanted to throw that out there. That it's not just all mental. That physical side, and being competitive with yourself and pushing yourself, your body to improve, will will help wag the dog, tail wag the dog. I completely agree with that that connection between the mental and the in the physical i i know from you know i i think a, a big aspect to, to fitness you know there's there was a great thing i heard once you know if there's 24 hours in a day and you spend an hour of it working out the other 23 hours really determines how effective that one hour was so based upon those 23 hours you have to mentally make the decisions to all right i want to eat this i don't want to eat that i have to drink enough water i have to get enough sleep so really those mental decisions determine how effective that one hour of that physical decision was so i think there's a there's a huge correlation between um working out and mentally how how you feel i remember just a couple weeks ago i actually it was funny, my, me and one of my roommates, we were planning on working out one day, but decided to do it another day. 
And that night we actually ended up eating pizza. And I was like, hmm, I, we never would have done this. I was like, it's interesting that we decided to eat this, eat this pizza. Then the next day we worked out and we were like, there's no, I can't even believe I ate that pizza last night. So it was almost like a correlation between limiting your physical fitness, then your mental toughness got limited as well. Then the next day your physical fitness increased and then your mental uh, toughness increased. So I think there's a complete direct correlation between increasing your your physical health as well as your, as your mental health as well. I think they go hand in hand. Yeah, absolutely. And look, maybe there's people with um, physical, uh, you know, uh, illness, missing limbs. I mean, there's people who can't exercise. Um, I still find that if you're doing something, even if you're pushing yourself to what you can and are able to do, you do that first thing in the morning, all the rest follows, right? You better diet, you're making better choices with your food. You got clarity, you got endorphins going, and it's just you have a, a better day. And that's from my experience and the people I've helped at the gym too. It's also another little personal uh, passion of mine is uh, that, you know, fitness training helps people with that. And it's, it's a great thing to see people enjoy themselves after they push themselves a little bit, mm-hmm. all the rest that comes after it, all the rest of the good stuff that follows. Oh, yeah. I, and I can definitely, to uh, Jamie's point, um, you, you learn a lot about people when they got a bar on their back with three, 400 pounds and there's, and you're they're, they don't think they can do it. And then they end up doing it. You know, you learn a lot about you know, what people are really made of when in those moments of struggle in those moments of, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it because I'm on a team because it's for myself, whatever that motivation, motivational factor is. Um, you learn a lot about yourself during stress and during when, when you're staring fa- failure in the face. I think that's, I think that's uh a huge opportunity for growth and realization. Well, guys, I wish I, I wish I had some words of wisdom to add to those words of wisdom, but I don't, that was, that was spectacular, spectacular close. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, DJ, I think libraries and weight rooms fits right in with, uh, with Jamie's philosophy there, doesn't it? Yes, maybe he was the one who I got it from early on. <laughs> yeah, it could be years. Maybe, yeah, years. maybe he instilled it in me when I was when I was little, sitting in the corner listening to him play. The triathlete is the guy who instilled the fitness side for sure. Yeah, that's, that's so. Jamie, we we uh we'd like your permission to have uh, maybe Joel Delgatti and Jeff Ikus on the podcast someday as well. Uh, a couple people that work out at Avid with you. Yeah. Yep, they officially have um, leased the gym from me. So they are, she has her uh, Vicky business. And I, I think Jeff and uh, Joelle would absolutely love the opportunity to come in. Well, well great. Because uh, that's, you know, it's a, they, they definitely uh, fit the Acres of Diamonds mindset and they fit your vision and mission for life and uh, DJ's libraries and weight rooms as well. So I think they'd be a good fit. All right. So, nice, nice to see you surrounding yourself with good people, Dean. That is, yeah, there you go, you guys. Um, no, more Joel and Jeff, I think. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll take it. Yeah, take what we can. All right. All right, guys. Thank you very much. It's been a real pleasure, Jamie. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah really appreciate thank it. Oh, thank you. This is great for me too. Loved it. Great, and uh, we'll be posting in a couple of days, right, Deej? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so All right. In a couple of days, and uh, we'll be showing it to the world. All right. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, boys. See ya.